I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome to the (laughs) Kate and Mike Show. We are kicking it off. We are full blown here. Excited. How you doing? I'm tired. Let me put my headphones on, make sure we're recording the audio this time. Well, go ahead. You got it. We got to say something. Hi. Well, hi. Okay. Yeah, we can keep going with the podcast. <laughs> I was waiting for confirmation that we're recording. No, we are. I'm just keep going. This is an after bedtime episode. And Kate's exhausted. I am very tired. I'm on day two of my cycle. This is just for those of you who are new around here or for those of you who've been following for a while. I talk about cyclical living and cyclical planning and how our bodies go through these four phases every month as women. And also the moon goes through the same four phases every month. And the earth goes through the same four phases every year. They're called seasons. And all of our creative projects go through these four phases. And also the entire life cycle of a human being goes through these four phases. Pregnancy has these four phases. If you count the fourth trimester, it is literally the heartbeat of everything. And I have a lot of women ask me, well, but I can't, you know, I work in a corporate job or I have business deadlines or I have kids or whatever. Like I can't plan my life according to my menstrual cycle. I can't actually like manipulate time that way. So I just want to say I'm right here with you. I am recording a podcast at a time that is not optimal because this is when it needs to get done. So yes, do less. And also, yes, show up and do the things that you promised your people because it's both. And so I just want to say that, that like, it's not always optimal. And if we can do, do one task each day that aligns with the phase that our body is currently in, or that the moon is currently in, if that's what we follow, that's really amazing. Like if we can just take it a little slower when we're having our period or if we can give ourselves permission to spend an hour brainstorming when we're in our follicular phase or when we feel like doing that that's the revolution is just like 10 percent or five percent of your day honoring how you're actually feeling and then the rest of the time just show up and do what you have to do because there's also that so but i am sleepy yes and i'm looking forward to bedtime great Mm-hmm. It's been a big, like, it's been a really big couple of months. There's been a lot of travel. After 13 months of not, basically not getting on an airplane, I don't know how many I've been on in the past two months, but it's been a do more time. And I'm really looking forward to the fact that I pre-planned, knowing that I would feel this way, I pre-planned for the second half of June, all of July and all of August to be family time pause time chilling in the in the summertime in Maine time so i'm really i'm looking forward to that because it's, it's been a lot i will be perfectly honest it's been very busy yeah. well i i don't want to say busy because that's the thing it's like i'm so busy well it's not even but been that it's, busy no, it's, it's just been a lot of output it's yeah, been a it's lot been of a, out mm-hmm. energy and i am starting to feel like and this is normal this is totally normal i'm not i'm not beating myself up about this but i am having like a bit of a postpartum hangover after the birth of this book of just feeling like a little blah, a little questioning everything, exhausted, and also like really wanting to turn within. 
Like today, I just didn't really feel like being with other people, which is a bummer when I have two small kids because <laughs> I can't just like crawl into a cave. So instead, when, when I was playing with them, I just laid on the floor, which they thought was pretty funny. They were, oh, they were in rare form tonight. Rare form tonight. It was like the girls were in bed at six forty-five. It was one of we those were days. Like, we are done with this day. Yeah, exactly. It's like when it's five th- five o'clock. You're like, when's this day over? When's it coming? I know. I was so ready to put them in bed, and I looked at the clock. It was five thirty-two. I was like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. I am over this. Mm-hmm. Like there are just days I don't want to parent. Yeah. And and I have to anyway. So, anywho. We just got back from Austin, Texas, two weeks ago now. We did. Yeah. We just got back from a main adventure that lasted one night. It was supposed to be two nights. We were supposed to go with our friends. Their kid got sick. And so they had to cancel. And then uh, we went. We decided to do it for ourselves and all sleep in one room. It was an experiment. That didn't go well. I was grateful that we were experimenting with that at a hotel that was an hour and a half drive from our home so we could bail on the second night because Ruby is not a co-sleeper she is was very confused as to why everyone else was in her room ruby she likes to sleep in her own space just like picture where you live now and stand on one side of the house and basically ruby sleeps on the complete opposite side of the house a far away from everyone that she could possibly be away from. she's a snuggle bunny but when she's ready to go to bed she lunges for her crib yeah and starts to whine and won't let me rock her and sing her a song, which is so different than her sister. Her sister would have slept in our arms all night mm-hmm. and still probably would. She still would. She could sleep on her bed every day if she wanted to. No, Ruby crawls up the stairs for her morning nap and like goes right to her crib. It's the it's so fascinating to watch. She just crawls up the stairs, do 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 do, and then I'm gonna go right. Be like, put me in here. Yeah, I'm ready. It's amazing. Anyway, so that was the main adventure and that was, it was fun though for the day. One thing also is like, I know that you're feeling, you know, it's like over, it's like really a lot of output lately too, but it is, that's weather in Maine. It also plays into this situation. Today's episode is about the weather. Yeah. It's about the weather. It is No, but it is like how long it's like cold. But this is every year. Every year, yep. May and June, we're like yep. ready for it to be awesome, and it never is. Well, it's also worse because we came back from Austin where it was like 95 degrees, and it was amazing. So what were so we, we doing in Austin? So we went to Austin. Austin. We spoke at this event that is put on by Lindsay Matthews and her company called BirthFit. I mean, it's her company, and of course, she has a ton of other ladies that run the show with her. So Katie and I had the opportunity to speak at her event, and we decided to do a so there was two conversations that took place number one well let's say what birthfit is first birthfit is a company focused on mindset physical strength and fitness and chiropractic breathing and alignment to prepare for birth and to repair from birth right and so some people might be like whoa that's cool it's named after crossfit she actually created birthfit before she even knew what crossfit was But it is a lot of similar movements. And I did it to prepare for birth with Ruby. And I did the postpartum program after Ruby's birth. Yeah. And I've learned now that having, now I've like studied CrossFit a little bit. I do want, they have an L1 certification that's called like people take it to become trainers. But I just want to take it because I've heard many people say that it's the best information about body movement 
that they have been to and just the structure of classes and how they run them. And just like it's three days, you get a lot of hands-on activity from people that are really smart when it comes to body and how it moves. And so, which there's a lot of other things that are out there that exist on that. So I haven't been to all of them. I don't think I've ever been to a body movement, anything actually you have, but I am certified in so many. I don't think I've been to any now that I say that, but the, yeah. And so one thing that I realized though, is just watching our kids and the pushing, the pooling, you know, it's just like the basic life necessities, walking upstairs, like these type of things that to pay attention to as we're, as we're going, I don't know where I got on, on that one. But anyway, that was just fascinating about the, the movement piece. Anyway, Austin. so Austin, Texas. So we went down there for this event and spoke. Kate and I did a talk one night together. It was the late afternoon and it was about our nine years of being together and a lesson. You're funny how when you tell stories, you insert unnecessary details. And then if you it's say true. the detail that was unnecessary and you screwed up, you go back and correct yourself, which makes zero difference in the story. <laughs> it's a Welcome special to, uh, brand special of, of Mike Watt's storytelling. storytelling. <laughs> anyway, the uh, we'll just edit that part out. Matt, we'll just take Kate out of that situation. Do not take that part no. out. That was a good part. This is critiquing Mike's storytelling ability. Well, I'm going to go back to telling it because I'm amazing. And you are so amazing. I know that. And so the, see, now I have to repeat what I already talked about because I was interrupted in the middle of my story. We talked about our nine years of being together. In the late afternoon. In the late afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that part, but now I understand what you're talking about. The details that don't really matter. Like later, maybe they're picturing what Austin, Texas is like in the late afternoon. Austin, Texas is lovely in the late afternoon mm-hmm. in May. Yeah. See, we wouldn't have had this conversation if I didn't mention the detail that didn't matter about late afternoon. So we put together nine keys of our each year that we've been together and kind of the takeaway from that year. One takeaway per year Correct. over nine years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which was your idea to structure our talk that way because she had put us down on the schedule for the Watts family story. And I was like, well, we could go a lot of directions with that. And we were like, okay, well, we've been together nine years. So, and then you said, what if we kind of did a review of those nine years and and took the key lessons? And then when we were looking at the patterns, what we realized is that each year, yes, had a key lesson, but then each year also was either an expansion year or a contraction year. And what we noticed is that we would have like two expansion years and then a contraction year or alternating expansion, contraction, expansion, contraction. And it was so, I actually got feedback from one of the women at the conference. She messaged me to say that was so helpful for her because she's in the middle of a contraction year right now. And we have such a tendency to judge what's happening as wrong. So as soon as everything's not perfect, which by the way, nothing is ever all perfect, we think that there's something wrong and that we have to fix it. And yes, I am always about optimization and growth and improving upon things. But sometimes like just like it takes to get a baby out, you have to have contractions or surgery, which is a contraction all in and all in of itself. But in order to get a baby out, there are contractions and it's part of the birth process. So in our lives, as we're going through year to year, just I recommend taking some time and writing out like your key lessons from the last 10 years and 
which years were expansion years and which years were contraction years. And of course, there's expansions and contractions within each year, but overall, there will be a theme. And that was, so we talked about that during our talk and then with the nine lessons. It was really fun to speak together. We haven't spoken together to do a presentation in really since I was pregnant with Penelope, since 2015. So yeah. it had been it had been almost four years since we had done that, which wow. is kind of shocking. And it was most of everything we've done previously was for USANA. Yeah, and then we did a couple of B school bonus yeah. events. B school bonus. But events. other than that, we really haven't done any. We, this was our first like. This was our first hired gig, gig yeah. together, yeah. and I think we I cool. really enjoyed it. Yeah, I had fun. I thought you were a joy to speak with. Yeah, well, we structured it differently this time, which I think it made it fun because well, usually was storytelling. Yeah, right. And I gave a lot of unnecessary no, details. No, you did not. You were but did the... great. <laughs> now you're backtracking on what you said. I am season. saying I was really like, this sounds patronizing, and I don't mean it this way, but like at the birth fit thing during our talk, and then also seeing you on the panel, which you can talk about in a minute. Like I was really proud of you. Oh, thanks. And I mean that in a like really loving like we're on equal playing field way i appreciate that okay so okay. yeah thanks no i had a good time i thought it was really valuable like one thing that we've had in the past of us talking together i was just talking to my i went out to breakfast with my buddy yesterday and we were just talking about business and and i was like man you know like doing business with your wife can be challenging sometimes and he goes yeah dude because you're married you know it's just like it was so funny and so just the the challenges that come with having a partner in general is putting somebody else in the life, which, you know, also you got to think about besides yourself all the time, but then also having a business together with your significant other is also a challenge, right? Or a family member or a business partner in general, you know, whatever that, that may exist. So when Kate and I have spoken together, she has done a lot in, by herself. I've done some by myself. But like, there's always been this kind of weird dynamic. Like one time we ran out of time, Kate laid out the entire presentation and I tried to build off of her PowerPoint slide she put together because we ran out of time to actually work on it together Terrible idea. before this event. And, and of course he didn't know what I meant. I didn't know what she slide, meant. So we tried just... to put the pieces together. <laughs> good. Like it was awkward. And so it's kind of like stepping on each other's toes as you are. So there's a perfection like, or there's a, um, not perfection, but you're as you're trying to put your own talk together to speak individually yourself, there's also this other element that now you have another person that you're speaking with and how does that dynamic play and how you play off each other. So in this talk, Kate was a little nervous about that as well because she's been doing a lot of these talks by herself. So having somebody else on stage recently for her book, like having somebody else on stage was challenging. So it, I thought it was going to be challenging. Yeah. But I will say now having done it, mm -hmm. And it went so well, like the experience was, you know, it was, it's just a great reminder that like what we think is not always true. Right. Because when it was actually happening, I actually felt more relaxed yep. because I didn't have to hold the whole thing by myself. Correct. Yeah. It's pretty, it feels good. Such a lovely thing. Like I could it just is. pause and listen to you. Yeah. And it was, it was helpful. We laid out some guidelines in the beginning. Like for us, it was just saying Kate is the lead on this talk right like there might be some talks in the future where i'm taking the lead and then she's kind of backing me up but also in this conversation like it was like you're in the lead here we planned out how she was going to start and how she was going to end and then we had filler for our nine keys 
that took place in the presentation. It wasn't filler. It was all. Well, I mean, meat. it fills in the time. Sorry, the meat of the the meat of the presentation. If you're well, vegan, it I, could be vegan meat. We knew I was going to be the sandwich, the bread. Right. And then we had both of us be the meat, the, Correct. the, the sandwich fillings. Right. So, and that worked really well. Mm-hmm. So if you ever have to do something with a person that is in your life, whatever that may be, maybe it's just doing the dishes, like create the structure around how to get the dishes done where well, it's I successful Well, I think that's actually a really good point because we knew potential hazards. We both knew what we were nervous about. And by the way, just like shout out to the episode we did with Alexandra Jameson and Bob Gower on their book, Getting to Hell Yes. You can go back and listen to that episode. It'll be linked up in the show notes. But when, you know, I think we we did sort of a version of the ICBD conversation where we brought up our, you know, our concerns and our boundaries and our desires and our intentions for this talk. And we were able to go through that conversation and then create a structure that was going to support us. And if you are struggling with like coming to agreement on something or working on a project or whatever, it is a really good idea to share your concerns and see what you both can do to work on them. I knew for me, like, I'm always really nervous to give a talk. Every time in about the hour beforehand, I'm like, why would I ever say yes to doing this? This is terrible. I hate this. I'm going to be terrible. Like, why would I ever say, like, this sucks every time. I have never gone on stage not feeling that way. And I'm like, fuck this. I hate it. And so I know that if I know how to, I'm how I'm going to start my talk, at least I'll feel like 10% less like I hate it. Like at least I know what I'm going to do when I walk out on stage. Then the middle kind of takes care of itself. And then I know I have to know how I'm going to end because I have had so many talks where I kind of just trail off and it feels terrible because I might've given the talk of my life, but when I just trail off and it's just like, well, you know, thanks. Okay, well, I guess that's it. Thanks for having me. It's like, wah, wah. So public speaking tip, know how you're going to start. Know how you're going to finish. Have a strong finish. The middle, while it matters, is not as important as the beginning and the end. Right. So that was really helpful. And then we had just talked about how we would bop back and forth. Yeah, because I feel like the... This wasn't a presentation for the aspect of being completely like memorized and planned out. I pretty much never give those presentations. Right. And I know that's what I was going to say because it's not for both of us. It would be a little weird because that's not our style either. Either one of us. And I will say I've seen speakers where like they have their talk and I've seen them give it multiple times and it is uncanny how they literally give the exact same talk. Yeah. And that's their shtick. Yeah, it's that's okay. their gig. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a way to do it. It's not yeah. my way. No, it works. I mean, it works for people. So you got to roll with it. Yep. Yep. But then we <laughs> basically it doesn't work for Kate, clearly. And <laughs> but there is people that but have I'm done it. But I'm also not a prof- like that's not my you're bread not a and butter. Professional speaker. Correct. However, I'd like to do more of it. So if you're listening and you have a gig, let me know. It won't be canned. It won't be canned. It'll be fresh for your event. Yeah, that's it. Couture. It's couture (laughs) presentation. Boutique. So then the next day I spoke on a men's panel with like eight dudes and all different backgrounds, different genders, 
Well, we were all we all identified as a man. Sorry, there's not different genders. It was a men's panel. Not all cisgender. Yes, cisgender. There we go. And that was amazing. Like I had a really good time with that to hear other people's stories. Other people like I have two children that are my children and we ended up Kate was pregnant naturally. We tried twice and we got two kids. Right. And so it was like at different times. Well, yeah, at different times. And it wasn't like we're a bit of a unicorn in that way, though. Yeah. Yeah. So. So that ended up like that was our story. Right. And so that connects with people in one way. And there was other people that were fostering a child. And then there was other people that had to adopt their children. Like, I mean, a crazy story about going through the military academy. And this father had to give up his biological son to be in the academy or else you have to like you have to withdraw from the academy if you have dependents. And then he readopted his own son. And then the mother was also going through the academy. So she had to withdraw her dependent and basically went through the academy not having her own child, like having biologically on paper being her kid, but they were still in the same house, but it just on paper, there was no dependent for her. And then she had to readopt. So both of those biological parents have readopted their own child just to go through the military academy. Like crazy story, but that exists. And then those folks are committed service people. Yes. It's amazing. amazing. And so then there was just, everybody had a different story from a different background. One guy played professional football for 12 years and decided not to get married or have children why he played football and only focused on football and then he knew he was too selfish to do it right because in an in an elite sport like that about you have to be selfish it's cool because there's more athletes talking about the amount of selfishness that goes into performing at such a high level i just heard the yeah, you have to be obsessed with yourself yeah obsessed and so just even like race car drivers right now because i'm really loving f1 like these guys are some of the most egotistical people that have ever existed right in the sporting world, but just how they operate in that world that everything is like falls on the drivers and like the history of racing and the whole shebang. Right. But like they know it. And so it gets them in trouble because of their egos. And so that's the same thing as he was going through his football career in the NFL. And he was just like, I didn't want to bring other, it wasn't fair because he saw other players around him going through divorces and kids and not spending time with them, et cetera. So that was cool. And uh, yeah, it was a whole variety of backgrounds. It was moderated by Sal Michaela. I think that's how you pronounce his name. But if you've ever watched the X Games, pretty much anything with Red Bull commentary, that guy is on TV. And I used to watch him all the time growing up. He was a great moderator. Yes. And he's 47-year-old man with no children and has never been Single. married. It was Single. awesome. It was the perfect guy. Yeah. Also, Aiden Dowling, who is a trans activist. He's was the first trans man to be on the cover of Men's Health magazine. Really fascinating guy. And uh, he'll be a guest on the Kate and Mike show forthcoming yes so So i had a really good time i it was the first time i like had and we talked about what it was like to become dads we've talked about what do we go through as like as you've heard on our podcast about my experience especially after ruby and penelope and what that was like for me and we i shared a little bit about that like the postpartum period that men go through as well and what that experience is like these days Uh, We talked a little bit about what it was like for the men of color in the room becoming dads because both of their women were either, they were also, one gentleman was married to a mixed race, but she looks white. And then also the other 
with same same situation is both of their wives look white and these are men of color but they're both wives are mixed race mm -hmm. so it's like the con the factors that play into all of that and what that was like and then it was cool because Sal was just like, so our kids actually are four different or five different races and the kids. And so Sal looks at him and it's like, yeah, the kids of the future. And I was like, what a great perspective. You know, it is like everything is the future is very colorful. Yep. Yep. And to what that's going to be. So I had a really good time. I loved being in Austin. I love being in the heat. It felt fantastic. And um, it was really fun being with the girls for, I mean, it's been a very long time since we've spent six full days as a family mike and i just we had our friend deb kern she watched the kids for a couple of hours while we did our talk and then we had some other wonderful local women just be with the girls while we went to dinner but they were already asleep so we essentially had together a two-hour break from being with our kids and then each of us had a few a couple of hours here or there just to work out or go do something else but it was this it was the longest span we've spent with our kids in a while just as a family and it was so fun and I realized how much time we or not how much time but like how a lot at least during the week our days are really like waking up getting everything organized to get them out of the house or get ourselves out of the house if someone's coming to watch the kids here and then when we get them at the in the afternoon it's a little playtime, but it's like dinner and getting them to bed and it was really nice to have all that middle chunk of the day where we were just hanging out and there was no agenda. It was really fun. I, I had a good time. However, that being said, at the end of the trip, we also looked at each other and we had planned a 14-day road trip, family road trip coming up in June. And on the flight home, or even maybe a couple days before that, I don't remember, I was like, yeah, so... Um, I'm just about at my limit at six days and that 14 day road trip was going to be eight extra days and also being in the car with a baby who she cries a lot in the car like she's not into it and so we canned the road trip and I'm really proud of us for just saying like you know what that's not going to work for us and our family and now having slept in a hotel for one night and realizing that that doesn't go well all together in a room like I don't know what we were thinking on that road trip plan so it was fun it was a fun in theory and I look forward to being on family mm -hmm. road trips when the children are of an older age yes yeah Penelope's all right it's just Ruby right now is like wants to move so much yeah she's and just a mover just and a groover mover she's so, just, like, yeah. yeah anyway she's, she's to walk and all sorts of stuff it's all sorts of things so that was Austin and then we've got something coming up, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, let's talk about it. So starting today, actually, the day this podcast goes live, we are starting a three-day live streamed workshop, which we've never done anything like this before. Mike had the idea and we thought, what, what, bleh, 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 bleh. like what would happen? Unnecessary detail right there. Blah, 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 blah. This wasn't even worse. <laughs> was what would happen like if we did a three-day live workshop instead of a pre-recorded one yes because we've i've done a pre-recorded one two times and while that's great we just wanted to try something else because i will i will be perfectly honest our three-part video series i'm incredibly proud of them and they have changed women's lives and blown their mind and i'm so proud of it and 
I don't love doing a video from a script. I feel weird. Like I'm really good at reading a teleprompter and I don't look like I'm reading teleprompter, but I feel like I lose a layer of my personality. Whereas teaching something live, I get to teach the same content, but have so much more fun and be so much more engaged and talk to the people who are live and do Q&A and help them get past a stuck point. And I have heard from so many women every single day. I get tons of DMs, which I am responding to the vast majority of them. And that's been really fun. Tons of DMs from women who are reading the book or who have heard me on podcasts saying, this is blowing my mind. I can't believe I'm now in my 30s or my 40s or however old, and I never knew this information. And so when I started getting those messages, you know, we just realized, okay, women want more and they've been asking me questions. Well, do I track the moon? Do I track my cycle? What if I work at a job? How do I do this if that? Like, what about egg wisdom? How do I be the egg? How do I practice that? How do you practice that? What about support? How do I ask for help? You know, so many questions coming in. And essentially, we basically thought, well, let's create something to go deeper with the material because I want to spend more time with my readers and I want to spend more time with the community. And we thought a three-day live workshop would be the perfect way to do it. So essentially, I'm going to be spending three days with you, 90 minutes each time, teaching content and then talking to you. So there will be conversation and content to go deeper into the concepts from Do Less. Specifically, these three days will be out about unraveling the programming that keeps us all on this hamster wheel of thinking we have to stay busy and in action in order to be successful and in order to be worthy of taking up space on the planet. So we're going to unravel that together. And at the end of three days, you're going to be a new person. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm going to be a new person at the end of three days. Person. And you can sign up for that over at katenorthup.com forward slash live. It's totally free. There will be replays available, but for a super short period of time. So if you can come live, just come live. It's great. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I mean, there's so much more I could say, but well, I will say, you know, basically what I'm going to be teaching in this is a precursor to the curriculum that I wish all women got when they became women. Like there are, there is so much information that we aren't told that really gets us into trouble, gets us into dead end jobs, dead end relationships, overworking ourselves, holding ourselves back, playing small, beating our bodies up, eating disorders, addiction, like so, so, so much comes from not understanding the majesty of how our bodies were designed to support our productivity and creativity. And I want my girls to know this information early and they are really young right now. And I'm already telling them in the, in the way that's age appropriate. And so what this workshop is going to be is the curriculum that I want all women to have access to. It's the curriculum. It's the precursor to the curriculum that I want for my girls to set them up to be the vivacious, vibrant, beautiful, creative creatures that they are and just take the world by storm. So if you want to take the world by storm without burning out, this would be the workshop for you. What about if you don't have girls? Like there might be a woman listening, but what if you have like sons? Well, this is for the woman listening. And then by being that beautiful, vivacious woman taking the world by storm, she will teach her men what they need to know. 
So let's say you had sons. Because this workshop is not about teaching your daughters. No, I understand okay. that. But I'm just saying, like, I'm just asking you the question, like, what would you teach? So all the information that you're learning now, and it's very easy to translate to our girls because yeah. you're a female. And what, if we had sons, how would the information you're learning now, how would we raise boys? Well, I guess from I the think the most important aspect would be to the exact same thing I'm going to do with our girls, which is to model it is to model taking care of myself, to model listening to my body, to model honoring my body, to model honoring my feminine energy and cultivating that. And when that's modeled for our girls, they'll know how to do it themselves and they'll be automatically given permission. And if we were to have boys, then I would be modeling that for them so they could cultivate the feminine within themselves, but also know how to respect and honor it in women and in other men. Cool. So I just think so much of this is about what we're doing, not what we're telling our kids. Now, of course, with Penelope, she had a lot of questions the other night at dinner. We were having a birthday dinner for my half-sister and Penelope was having a lot of questions about her and Ruby being in my belly but then me having been in Lulu's belly and she was confused about how it was that I could have been in Lulu's belly while she or Ruby were in my belly. It was, she was confused about it. And so she kept asking questions and I said, here's how it works. You started out as an egg inside my belly and I was an egg inside Lulu's belly. And she goes, oh, and then she stopped asking questions. Yeah. And the look on my dad's face was so funny because he was just like, wow, like that's so cool. How when you give her accurate information, like I believe that our children can feel when they're, we're giving them accurate information. Now, was I going to explain the whole thing? No, not age appropriate right now. But Penelope knows what an egg is. She knows that chickens come out of eggs and her body knows that I'm giving her the truth. And so when I said, you started out as an egg in my belly and that egg was in my belly when I was in Lulu's belly. And she was like, oh, mm-hmm. it was really a cool moment, actually. It was. It was pretty funny. Yeah. I just or pretty, think, not funny, but pretty, it was actually yeah. funny and cool. Yeah. I will say, like, I think I'm sure I've talked about this before, but I think one thing my mom really did right was give me and my sister age appropriate, accurate information. So I don't ever remember having a sex talk. Yeah. Like I just always knew what it was. So I learned about it early enough that it was never like this shocking thing. And my intention is to do the same with our girls because I don't ever want them to be afraid or ashamed of their bodies or think there's anything wrong with knowing about them or talking about them or learning about them. So, so much of the core shame in women is based in our bodies. And I'm just really going to do my part to make sure that that's not the case with our girls and that that's that I can help heal that in as many women Mm -hmm. as possible by showing them and teaching them how to harness their body superpowers to make them the creative geniuses that they are, you know, to enhance the creative genius in them already. And so that's really what this workshop is going to be about. So I'm pretty psyched. Cool. Yeah. It's nice to have a live setting as well, because you can, we can show up live, interact with other people that are there. And yeah, so it's going to be really fun. Yeah. And we're doing it at my mom's house because we need to be away from our children who are home two of the days of the workshop. And so your mom's gone, isn't she? 
my mom will be home, but she's not going to be in the live workshop. Yeah. She'll be where she has a little apartment attached to her house. So I'm, I'm going to make the set and we're setting it all up for you. So if you want to know how to harness your body's innate genius to be part of your creative superpower and productive superpower, you got to come to this workshop. Mm-hmm. That's what I've got for you. It's fantastic. Thanks. It is fantastic. I'm pretty psyched mm-hmm. now. I'm glad we're talking about this. I got myself excited. Great. Yeah. I'm sold. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming. Well, it's free anyway, so you don't have to be sold. You just yeah. show up. You just show up. Yeah. I'll be there. Mike will be there behind the camera. And maybe he'll join us in front of the camera for, for maybe a minute or Maybe if people want to be here for me, we can put it together. Um, I can tell a great story of something. <laughs> just blow people's mind with my storytelling ability. With your miscellaneous details. Yeah. I'm going to buy Kendra Hall's book in the... Uh, stories that stick these stories that stick we should have a conversation with her on the podcast one of these days yeah she's great storyteller shout out to kinder hall she and i have been getting to know each other on the dms on instagram she's funny she is funny have you watched her stories yeah yeah she's funny yeah she's funny yeah this book launch has been such a great opportunity to connect with incredible women like i'm so grateful to have connected with you know jenna kutcher and reconnected with aya kanai who's one of my friends from my new york days reconnected with farnoosh tarabi connected for the first time with brandy sellers jackson in la and janae claiborne and jen pasteloff jen pasteloff will be on the podcast in a couple of weeks so just like really you know here's the thing like any opportunity you can get to connect with and uplift another person on their path definitely do it because to me there's nothing better than like getting to know people on a soul level and being able to support them in what they're up to it's true it's so much fun. yeah i just was interviewed the other day for this uh that's called the silver lining podcast by danielle was who interviewed and i can't remember danielle sorry danielle i can't remember your last name off the top of my head i remember the podcast name though the and so from out of indiana might i oh, say yeah, it was north of indianapolis and so we had a good hoosiers, chat about right? indiana hoosiers? yeah hoosiers yeah, what, even, hoosiers. what is a hoosier what i don't know that? it's just i don't i, I have no idea <laughs> no idea people should, ask me that question all the time i have no we idea. should google it let's find out what a hoosier is where's your phone I didn't bring my phone down here. We're podcasting. What do I need my phone for? Well, to look up the definition of Hoosiers. Well, should I talk about something while you're Googling that? No. And so I, I, that was how I ended the podcast, though. I was just like, everyone is, we're all individuals on our own journey, right? And we're not living the experience of anyone else. We have to live our life for what it is. And we have to respect the fact that we don't know what everybody else is going through. Like, no, we don't we know what happened know. this morning. If you go to work at your job and you got your partner there, Barry, you know, and you got Debbie on the other side, like you have no idea what happened with Barry and Debbie in the morning. <laughs> your coworkers are definitely named Barry and Debbie. <laughs> you know? Like, you don't know what went on with Barry and Debbie. <laughs> the first names popped in my head. You don't know what went on with them. But like, so coworkers out of a sitcom. You know, no, what? I mean, if your name is Barry or your name is Debbie. Yeah, rock on. Was, that's just very funny. Yeah, no. That wasn't the first entry on Google? What? Hoosiers? Yeah, what does a Hoosier no, mean? You're there's like the movie. scrolling down. Oh. It's most commonly referred to a person from the U.S. state of Indiana, known as the Hoosier state. Well, no kidding. No, oh, thank you for the self-referential definition. No, yeah. no, no. Like, what is that's, a Hoosier? And then it lists like a whole bunch of things. Look up Hoosier in the Wick, Wick to Airy, the okay. free dictionary. So... 
as a recap from this episode, what we want you to do. That's, that's literally a, a native or resident of the U.S. state of Indiana. <laughs> Unbelievable. Someone associated with Indiana University, for example, as a student or alum. Well, here's a here's a Missouri slang. It's an uneducated, tasteless Caucasian person. Oh. Oh. Okay. Maybe it's not oh. something we're so excited to be called anymore. Oh, no, maybe not. A kind of cupboard or dresser with shelves, drawers, etc. Also known as white trash. It's a <laughs> tasteless Caucasian white trash synonym. Wow. Would that be the de- that's kind of a de- isn't that what that's it- a definition. Yeah. Uh, and the adjective version is a characteristic of or pertaining to the American state of Indiana. This is very interesting. Okay, wow. well, we're going to talk to your folks in Indiana about that when we get to your dads, to your moms. What, what are we going to talk to them about? I'm going to find out what they know about Hoosiers. And I'm going to ask I'm all the other too. folks in Indiana about what this. What a Hoosier means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Join us. For the workshop, do less and get better results. This week, it is happening. KateNorthup.com forward slash live. We'll see you there. And that's it. We'll see you on the live. And tell us you came from the listening to this podcast. Yeah, definitely let us know. Oh, also, 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 also. We would love to hear from you. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review. That allows other people to find it. And so it helps enhance other people's lives so if you find this podcast life enhancing go leave a review so other people can find it life enhancing also go ahead and screenshot the episode on your phone share it with us let us know that you're listening let us know what your takeaway was and of course subscribe mm-hmm. thank you so much have a great day good night good, good day. day or morning good afternoon we'll see anyway bye I am so excited to tell you that my new book, Do Less, A Revolutionary Approach to Time and Energy Management, is now out. You can get the book along with a workshop on how to set boundaries and say no and a workshop on how to apply the 80-20 rule to your life so you can get 80% more results with only 20% of the work, plus to Maven Masterclasses over at katenorthrop.com forward slash book. And the book is available anywhere books are sold. Get your copy of Do Less.